All right, time to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. There is yet another press conference today with Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix. And Vaughn, it's almost like we're back to regularly having these. Yeah, this thing was uh, supposed to be on track for moving to step four. The Premier was pretty excited when he announced step three back at the end of June. I don't think anybody, he certainly didn't expect it to get this difficult, bad, challenging. He was you picked the word, but look, the case count is up where it was in mid-May. It's true that it's concentrated in the central Okanagan, but it's climbing slowly elsewhere. And I also think you're hearing uh, a lot more from people wanting to know, uh, never mind reopening step four, what about the schools, the universities, the workplaces, what about travel? What about passports? What about requiring people to get vaccinated if they want to come back to work? There's a lot more questions out there, so it's not surprising, especially when you throw in the heat dome and the wildfires, uh, that they're having to do regular press conferences. I'm wondering why at this point, like what we see happening in the United States is that they've left it to institutions and companies to do this on their own, and many of them are. Why aren't we giving that option here? Uh, you know, we've been slow here. Um, I think there's been a tendency to say, hey, we're doing so well in British Columbia that we don't need to lead the way on stuff. And I, and I think at times uh, we don't realize that, um, yeah, we're doing relatively well, but right, for example, at the moment, Simi, we have, I think, uh, certainly did as of yesterday, the worst case count in the country. Uh, we've uh, been climbing as fast as Alberta, which is uh, on a different track. Um, but, yeah, I just think there's been a reluctance to uh, wield the stick, particularly where uh, other places have done it. Uh, I mean, even it's true that the Americans, uh, the universities and companies are taking the lead there, but uh, the governor of Washington state has uh, made it clear that if you want to come back to work there, uh, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Uh, President Biden has indicated that federal employees are going to have to go that route. Um, even take the schools, a good example, right? And I know you had Terry Mooring on yesterday. Um, in Ontario, they've announced their back to school plan. Uh, we're told here, Simi, uh, next week uh, or the week after for universities and schools and colleges. Um, I had an email from a listener this morning, Simi, who pointed out just a little bit of math. So if you were to choose to get vaccinated today, so you're unvaccinated, you choose to get vaccinated today, okay, you get today, you have to wait four weeks for your second shot, and then two weeks to clear the safety margin. So six weeks. Well, there is exactly. six weeks before the schools and colleges open. So I, you know, you can say, yes, uh, we're moving in the right direction. Yes, we are. Uh, yes, uh, they're on it. Uh, yes, they're planning all of that. But I think um, as a pessimist, I think they're taking their sweet time about it, and I'm not sure we have a lot of time. Well, we asked to speak to the education minister about that today. She was unavailable. We got a very long statement from them saying that the steering committee that's looking after this just met on Tuesday, and they're continuing to discuss this. But you're right, timeline-wise, if people, it's, it's about getting people vaccinated. We are running out of time to do it before school starts. 
Yes, and our colleague uh, Keith Baldry had some interesting numbers last night on Global, and he 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 pointed out that um, while yes, this is still largely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and of uh, people in older age cohorts. Um, I was quite surprised the number he said. Twenty percent of the cases are in the twelve to seventeen age cohort. Uh, there, uh, we're getting about 300 of those cases a week. Well, that's school. And it's really important that we deal with the schools because, as you know, we don't have a vaccine. There's nothing approved for under the age of 12. So uh, it's not just teachers, uh, parents, uh, trustees, uh, administrators. I think they all want that plan and they want it now. They don't want to have to wait longer. Right. Okay. Well, that's what are we going to hear today then, do you think? This is going to be about healthcare? Yeah, I gather we're getting the first uh, set of firm protocols, rules, guidelines for healthcare workers. Now, we were told some time ago that, for example, to work in long-term care, you're going to have to be vaccinated or uh, you're going to have to be tested regularly and you're going to have to be masked. I think what we're going to get today is that that uh, apparatus structure protocol will be uh, the same for all healthcare workers. It is, Dr. Henry has said a while ago, she has very little patience for people who would like to continue working in healthcare and, and are not going to be vaccinated. So I think we'll get a, a, a strong push on that and the rules. Uh, I would expect that the government has consulted the, uh, the unions in, in healthcare on that as well uh, and worked out at least let them know what's coming. Uh, I hope gotten their approval for it since that'll make it easier. Uh, so that's going forward. Um, you, I think they should start with health care, but I think they should act very, very quickly on some other areas, uh, universities, uh, schools for sure. And uh, the issue I asked you yesterday about, you know, they, they're telling public sector workers, uh, they've told the uh, Government Employees Union that everyone is expected to come back to work to their government workplaces in September. And I gather there'll be a fairly strict set of rules to qualify to stay, continue working at home. So that's that's what's coming. Uh, but uh, the fellow, the public servant that I heard about this uh, from about this on the weekend said there's no indication that the people who are hesitant about going back to work are concerned about vaccination rates and, and workplace safety, that they're going to be protected by the kind of protocols we're hearing about in healthcare. So you have to be vaccinated or you have to be masked and you have to stay physically distanced and you have to be tested regularly. Uh, I, I think in the long run, that... Uh, that way of going uh, should probably extend to government offices as well. It would be a case of government setting a pretty good example uh, for other workplaces. All right. Okay. So there's more to come on that today. I'm sure we'll be talking about it tomorrow. But I also wanted to get to this whole legislature spending scandal situation, Vaughn, because we heard that there won't be additional charges in this case. Yeah. So special prosecutors in the case uh, have already laid charges against uh, the former clerk of the legislature, Craig James, and he goes to trial in Vancouver in January. He's pleaded not guilty to charges of breach of trust and fraud. So that case before the courts and going ahead. Uh, the 
the announcement this week is that there will be no other charges. Uh, they were looking into allegations against Gary Lenz, the former sergeant at arms at the legislature. They concluded there was not the basis for charges there. So that closes the case in terms of everybody other than Craig James. Uh, I see Lenz put out a statement yesterday saying he was not guilty of anything. He regards himself as exonerated. And I see uh, the former Speaker of the Legislature, Daryl Plekis, uh, telling uh, my newspaper, the Vancouver Sun, reporter Lisa Cordasco today, that uh, he doesn't consider... uh, Lands to be exonerated. Uh, he recognizes that he says there are reasons why special prosecutors don't lay charges, but he says that uh, you know there was a there was a separate investigation under the Police Act under Plekis's direction, and it found uh, Lenz guilty, not of criminal action, but uh, it certainly led to him leaving his office. So, um, hmm, that yeah. one uh, remains a blot on the legislature. Um, I. Uh, it was, what, three years ago? Yeah. It, it goes on, and obviously uh, the James case means you should be careful what you say about it. So that goes, as I say, that's set down for a trial in Vancouver. Expected to take five or six weeks starting January 24th. And uh, Gary Lenz, uh, indication in one of the stories I saw that he's thinking about whether or not uh, to take his own legal action against uh, I guess the crown. I'm not even sure who you'd sue for it, but uh, in any event, really, he wants, he wants possible to, that will go on. He too. wants to carry this on. Yeah, I would think you just want to get on with yeah. your life, but it, it, it was pretty devastating, right? I mean, these were high-profile, high-prestige jobs, uh, top of the world. Uh, we saw from the revelations, uh, the spending revelations, uh, that there was some fairly high living going on here. No kidding. Which is not to say that it was criminal. That's still before the courts, but uh, it was a pretty big, long, devastating fall. I'm just thinking back to it and all the revelations that came out from that, right? And you wonder, like, what, Yvonne, you spend your time there at the legislature. Have things really changed in terms of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, disclosure has changed. I mean, one of the reasons that uh, a lot of this that came out was because Plekis, as speaker, uh, is the boss of the place and had access to financial records and documents and all kinds of stuff that wasn't generally publicly available. So for a cabinet minister, uh, cabinet minister's spending has been a matter of public record for a long time. Uh, the MLAs have moved in that direction. But the the senior staff at the legislature were largely exempt from a lot of those disclosures. So I mean, Plekis really was a whistleblower, but he was a whistleblower with the kind of access that most people in that position in government would envy. Uh, he he had his hands on all of the documents, and he made, I would say, in the long run, appropriate use of them. I think he told the public what was going on over here. Uh, the listener may be wondering about the famous wood splitter. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the wood splitter used to be parked out behind my office uh, in Victoria, but it was seized by the RCMP a while ago, presumably still in their custody, since it is one of the allegations against Craig James is that uh, inappropriate use of the wood splitter for personal Uses. So it's still there as an oh, issue. Um, I suppose in years to come, people may be haunted at the legislature by the sound of a wood splitter <laughs> firing up in the darkness. Uh, we'll see. Only in BC. Vaughn, yeah. thank you. Bye bye.